I can see what's happening. What? The listeners don't have a clue. Who? They'll fall away and here's the bottom line. It will just be me and you. Oh. The different themes, the format. Episodes were far too long. But the main thing that they always complained about was a rubbish theme song. <laughs> Different songs to cater your mood. A certain film for how you're feeling. What TV shows to suit your attitude? Situation change. What you find appealing. So we got together and made a podcast. Make a list of different things. And it's called. A playlist for everything. A playlist for everything. A playlist for everything. A playlist for everything. Hello, hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of A Playlist of Everything. Eight episodes deep, and I think they're just getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Sure. And again, we've done a kooky little intro there to set up <laughs> our theme, which is... I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I, I didn't get the reference. Wow. Well, it's Disney. That's why we did that. We didn't even discuss who was going to be Tamoon and Pumba. We just fell into roles, uh, didn't we? There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yes. Um, Disney this week. Oh, a lot of people's uh, childhood memories are up for attack this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, it is Disney this week. Um, let's go through the rules we're not doing pixar are we we're leaving pixar to one side so please don't say where's toy story <laughs> that might be a different theme if we get recommissioned yeah i think that's the main rule going forward if we were a more popular podcast we probably would have done this sponsored by disney plus but they're not interested but we're not going for <laughs> disney programs and films that have been bought by disney recently or they've suddenly slapped on disney we're going for pure proper disney here Absolutely. Yes. Yes, we are. We are avoiding their acquisitions, as you said. So you won't be hearing anything from Star Wars or um, Marvel in this as well, which are all now technically Disney. But we don't like technically, so we're going to just stick with Disney. Yes. As I ask every week, how did you find this week's theme? Oh, Was it magical? <laughs> it, I, it was fun to rewatch some of them, um, to get my head around them yeah i mean i think i think movies is a given movies is dead easy you know if we're talking about disney movies everyone's got their favorites everyone knows what their favorites are everyone's probably oh, seen i don't think i don't think it is easy i could not choose three i've ah. just got a big list okay I, that is that is the yeah okay to, to try and differentiate some of them is hard but i think my first two nailed on and my last one yeah okay yeah, I've, I've tried to differentiate between like nostalgia and actually thinking, are they a good film now? And what do I like now compared to then? And also try and put variety, but also just be true 
to myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that that, that was my thing was trying to be true because you could you could get too clever sometimes. Yes, you can, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I could try and come up with some kind of wacky kind of. Well, this is Disney. This is something. But this no. I've just gone right. No, go with the heart, not the head. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So let's start with film. Movies. <laughs> okay, so what have you chosen for your first Disney film? Also, before you do, okay, go on. do you think we're going to have a match? Mm, do I think we're going to have a match? Uh, I'm, yes. Uh, but then again, I'm not 100% sure where your uh, Disney heart lies. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like there's at least one match going to be here. Okay, well, what's your first one then? My first one is quite on the nose and it's the lion king you're all connected i will be king run away Never return. No! If you ever come back, we'll kill ya! Hey, Dick, what's eating you? I don't want to talk about it. He looks blue. I'd say brownish gold. No, no, no. I mean, he's depressed. Anything we can do? Not unless you can change the past. 1994 animated version. Um, yep. That's my first one as well. <laughs> we have a snap. snap. I think it is... It is the answer. It's isn't the right it? answer, right? Isn't it? The Lion yeah. King is vastly superior to a lot of other Disney offerings that came out in this, you know, Disney re Renaissance, which we spoke about on a previous episode when I was talking about Rescuers Down Under. Um, it is got scale. It has got songs. It looks great. It's got iconic performances from James L. Jones, Mufasa, and uh, Jeremy Irons, Scar. Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, yeah. It's amazing, in it? Um, I've put down best opening scene to a film ever. I agree. Well, the um, sun rises and you get that burst of song. It's amazing. And I think, as a lot of Disney films are musicals, it, it has the best songs doesn't yeah, it overall yeah. as a musical there's any songs you don't i'm not i don't like be prepared be prepared is the one that um comes down because it, it, it's it's probably the dullest but it's still good like uh, for, for having that as the bad the worst song i mean that's that's not a bad worst song if you know what i mean yeah no yeah it's yeah. not terrible it's just yeah. And then every other song um, in there is is a banger. It's a hit, you know, written by Elton John and Tim Rice. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Great. Yeah. I used to have the um, cassette and listen to it in the car and side A was sort of the Disney version and side B was the sort of Elton John singing it. And yeah, it's just such a big part of my life, really. 94, so I would have been eight. Yeah, same. Um, saw it in a cinema um, and it, that was other than Jurassic Park, that's probably my second best cinema experience. I remember from my childhood, it was just amazing. Yeah. Loosely based on Hamlet as well. That's, that's the other of thing. I think, I think that's another thing that adds to the story. The story is quite rich and it has quite a good plot compared to other Disney. So, yes, yeah. 
you can get really into it. You can get really uh, emotionally involved in it because it, it feels like it's telling you a really uh, interesting and grown-up story. Yeah, and obviously it's got a very dark death in it as well. Yeah. Uh, which Disney is very well known well for. Well known for. Disney classic, Killing a Parent. And this one's probably the one of the most brutal ones. Even even next to like the Bambi in the first scene with the uh, gunshot. This this one, you really feel it because it's it's an entire scene. Well, it, is this the first Disney death where you actually see the corpse, as it were? That's a very good question. And... That might actually be, uh, they normally off screen. Yeah. Very complex how Scar tried to kill Simba though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I guess he's trying to make it look like an accident. Yeah. But surely just drown him in a river was an easier <laughs> way. <laughs> or just get the hyenas to eat him. And then say he's not part of the hyena crowd. <laughs> and I'm not like um, the remake. It's nothing special. I don't hate it. I understand that you have to remake things for a new audience. Yes. I think that's the problem that a lot of people who are now adults, they have hang-ups of their nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, kids may look at Lion King from 94 and the animation just doesn't appeal to them and they can't, yeah, they can't get they, on board. Be, particularly as kids now are, you know, only ever known a computer animation. So, you know, you're bored. Yeah, it's not, it's not terrible. The live Good. Okay, well, so we've got a match. We have a so, match. So does that mean I go on to my number two? I think, yeah, I think you do. What is your number two? Oh, I'm g I keep going back and forth with these two. And they actually came out in the same year. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Aladdin. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. So what'll it be, Master? I must have hit my head harder than I thought. Or a genie? That's right! He can be taught! You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> you ain't never had a friend like me. Oh, okay. Yep, okay. Did you go for Aladdin? I didn't. No, good, I didn't go good. for Aladdin. Tell me about Aladdin. Okay, so Aladdin came out in 92, and just before Lion King. And again, it's got great songs in it. But I think the main thing people take away from Aladdin is Robin Williams as the genie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is the first sort of Disney film where they've kind of tried to animate the character around the voice and tried to sort of try and get that likeness. He's basically doing his stand-up show, isn't he? Just, just in a in, in a kid's film, yeah. Isn't he? Without the blue, do you mean as in he's not blue, as in, or you mean without the filth? <laughs> without the filth, he clearly is blue. That's the whole thing. He's a big blue genie, but without the filth, it's. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Aladdin, much like you said, was was would be in my list a bit further down, but in my list, definitely. I think it works. As, you know, it's a great story originally as well. You know, everyone likes the idea of three wishes. Yeah. Very similar to Lion King. It's got a really good baddie. Jafar is frightening. Yeah, yeah. As is Scar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it just does everything that Disney does well. You know, little cute monkey, Apu. And yeah, the, um, the songs are good. Grant, its its biggest song is also become one of its most annoying songs as well because of the oh, which one? What whole new whole world? new world? I only say that, and I think that's one of the things that holds it back for me from like maybe slightly outside of my top five potentially because that particular song has been covered and covered and covered worse yeah. and worse and worse, and like every cover it seems to come out is worse than the last, and the last was pretty bad. So it does bring that particular song down. I mean, uh, one jump it's a great ahead song. of the ahead is a great song. Got a friend in me, great song. I just find find a whole new world. Ooh, it's a little bit 
uh, tracks. Oh, I think it's just because it's overplayed, yeah. but yeah, which a lot of Disney things. And again, like, like you problem. said, that's just a nitpick. That's that's purely a nitpick. Uh, in in the movie, it works perfectly. It's fine. It's just a nitpick. That song gets like ooh, gets a slightly cringe factor. You know, obviously Disney gets slated a bit for the way it treats its princesses and its sort of old-fashioned traditional. Yeah. But then Aladdin's slightly different, isn't it? It's just a um. It's about class and about how it shouldn't matter. It doesn't suffer the same problems as things like Little Mermaid and yeah, Sleeping Beauty and waiting to be kissed and saved by the prince, is it? Although it does a bit. She is waiting. She is captive. And, and then she is... But she, she has a bit of agency, uh, which is the word people like now, because she does... Uh, she, she's, she's strong-willed and she does fight back on her own accord and does try to take on um, Jafar. It, it's her plan that sort of succeeds. So, I mean, it's, it's tiny steps, really, but at least, as you said, it, it's a slightly um, better progression in the, the princess role. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gone for Aladdin. Cool. What's your next one? My next one is Robin Hood. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. You know something, Robin? You're taking too many chances. Chances? You must be joking. That was just a bit of a lark, little John. Yeah? Take a look at your hat. That's not a candle on a cake. Hello. This one almost had my name on it, didn't it? Oh, interesting. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah, I picked this almost purely on nostalgia. This was close to being the very first Disney movie I actually ever saw. Like, it's, it's really early. It was on, like, we had it on VHS from as, as long as I can remember, and it was always on. And it's always had a soft spot for me. There, there is some great voices, some great characterizations in it. It is super dated. It's from 1973. It is quite a slow paced and quite clunky but it looks good the animation is good i think that's why it wouldn't make my top three in that it has issues like it's actually quite a short film yeah. but it's very slow and um it doesn't have songs in it uh well, it well roger o'malley but... odelay uh, i think i still yeah. i still hear that coming you know it still gets me he's got such a great voice when roger miller alan adale yes. who's the narrator has got such the rooster, yeah. such a voice for that and he sings the songs as he goes along and <laughs> obviously that song has been for for a different generation probably not even the youngest generation now but for our generation that became the hamster song um because they sped it yeah. up really fast so it became that annoying little but its original is nice and it's fine. But yeah. Yeah, like there's stuff I really enjoy about it. Obviously, I love um, The King. Mumsy. Yeah. And obviously, Sir Hiss. Yeah. And out of Robin Hood films, I think it does the best portrayal of the sadness of, of the Sheriff of Nottingham stealing the money and how yeah. it's really sad. It is, yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely remember that. I would always feel like when he was taking it from Friar Tuck and taking the last coins and stuff, it was really like, oh, this is... It's almost too grown up talking about taxations and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Um, Pete, um, Peter Ustinov was uh, Prince John and uh, Sir Hiss is Terry Thomas. Two classic British screen presents of an era of like the 60s and the 70s. They're, they're just 
they are they were as big as Cumberbatch and Hiddleston are now of their day. Um, yeah. So that that just shows there was quality, even though it looks old now. But there was real quality going into this. Do you um? Feels a bit wrong bringing this up in Disney films, <laughs> but um, you know, there's a lot of talks about how some of the ladies and if you're that way inclined, men like um fancy Robin Hood's as a fox and. Would you say the same for Maid Marian? Maid Marian, the vixen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't go as far to say I'm a furry, but absolutely. Um, oh, is, oh, is that the term? That's the term, a furry. furry. Someone who likes anthropomorphized animals. Uh, Zootopia recently has uh, been a huge of furry dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but well, actually, that that almost made my top three. Not because of the film. No, it's, but... it's 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 a good movie as well. But yeah, um, yeah, obviously, yeah. There, there was that. She's got she's got the eyes, hasn't she? She's got those eyes that you know, even from a young age, before you really know mm. what girls are, you're like, that's a fit fixing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. So shall I go to my final one? Oh, your final one. Yeah, th- th- this one's gone quick. Yeah. Rattling through the movies. Go on. Okay, so I tried to mix it up a little bit. really do like this film, and I've watched it recently, and I still really enjoy it, but I've gone for Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. I'll tell you, their size. That backyard is like 10 miles. Giant blades of grass. Huge insects. It's a jungle out there. They're going to head right for the house. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. That is massively uh, left of centre, but go on. Cool. Yeah. And I thought about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and just thought, oh, it's not that good. And I thought, no, it is. It really, it has everything in it. It, You know, I guess as a kid, you love those adventure films involving children. And then there's lots of different storylines going on. It's very much like a son and his dad. And then there's also the coming of age with the teenagers, the older lot. And there's a bit of romance, which makes you feel a bit funny when you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it, and at the time, it had brilliant visual effects. It's one of those thoughts that, as a kid, you just think about. Like, imagine if I was shrunk to that size. It's just a great concept. And again, your favourite, um, Rick and Rick Moranis. Moranis. Yep, making his comeback. But <laughs> you know, I just don't think I'll ever get that image of like the lawnmower going over the grass and. It's just got some many yeah. great moments. Oh, and it's got a death in it as well with the ant. With the ant, yeah. Oh, it gets really scary. That's so violent. And it's so it's a proper sad. like spear through the head. Yeah. Oh no, it's a um, it's a, is it a spider with its no, it's it, it's it's a the ant goes up against a um scorpion and then a scorpion, That's it, a scorpion. stabs him with his tail and and kills it and it has a it has a really sad death. Yeah. But it really it has everything in it. When you think of, like cinematic moments, like being in the Cheerios where he's about to eat and it's just brilliant I've got, it's got me excited about it again just talking about <laughs> hey, it I'm glad I put it in there I'm glad you brought it up and I brought it up the other week because there is a sequel coming soon called Shrunk yeah Shrunk did you like the original sequel? Uh, honey I blew up the, blew up the kid it's... less so if I remember I, I saw it I haven't seen it nearly as much as I've seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids at the time so I sort of forget what happens other than big baby 
Yeah, I think it just um, it becomes a monster film, which it doesn't have the same sort of magic as yeah the kids being shrunk and being lost in the back garden. It's just, yeah, it's just basically the baby's Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, that's it, absolutely. And then the baby starts crying at the end, and all the helicopters stop shooting him. <laughs> Strange. But yeah, Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Kids had such wonderful imagination and, you know, seeing everyone walking over the small things and the big pencils and the big braids of grass and all of that stuff. Yeah, really. It's really exciting. What's your third and final choice? My third and final choice. Okay, this one gets a bit more closer to controversial, but I don't think there's a controversial answer here. Um, I, like you said previously on one of yours, I tried to overlook nostalgia for a little bit so I, I wanted variety and I started thinking what else did I like so I've gone for something more recent so I've gone for Moana of the wind and sea i am hero of men what it's actually maui shapeshifter demigod of the wind and sea hero of men i interrupted from the top hero of men go i'm not going on a mission with some little girl this is my canoe and you will journey to did not see that coming the ocean is a friend of mine First, we've got to go through a whole ocean of bad. Kakamora. Kako, what? They're kind of cute. Yeah, good. Yeah. A big fan of that. Um, it came out uh, 2016, so well out of the catchment for my age, and I don't have kids to watch it and uh, live through it, so this is just me being on my own watching it and going, this is actually a really good Disney film. It feels grander scope it has great music it is a pure disney film even though it's animation and it looks a bit pixar but this was after the disney pixar split yeah. so it's pure disney it's got a great character in um, the rocks maui and moana herself is probably what it's best championed for it's a disney princess movie without a love interest and I think that's another yeah. good thing. It's, it's showing Disney listening and learning and showing that you don't have to have a princess that's all about marrying a man. She's a strong-headed, independent, fierce princess of this island who wants to go out and explore the world, and she does. And it's got, it's got a great cameo from uh, Jermaine Clement as the giant um, crab. It's just really good. It's, it's just a really good modern... Disney adventure. Yeah, it's great. Disney's have been clever where they've got basically the best songwriters they can get at the time. So Lin-Manuel yep. is doing a lot of the music. I think he actually sings quite a lot, but he's uncredited. But yeah, I really enjoyed mine. I find it, the whole sort of the water being the characters sometimes sort of grates on me slightly. But then I remember I'm watching a kid's film, so go with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is a modern great. And it does stand up with any of the... Um, Disney films from our generation. 
Yeah, I think it does. It was written off before it before it came to cinemas. Like I remember, it had a lot of problems with production. Yeah, I, People were saying it was it wasn't sensitive enough to the culture and a lot of rewrite. Uh, I remember that. I I, I want to be wary of saying when people were worried that this might fail. I also think it's the same people that worry whenever they put like a person of color, a person of ethnic minority front and center yeah. of a movie. They sit in their little boardroom smoking fat cigars, going, "Who oh, will people go and watch this?" And I like to take that always with a pinch of salt because, you know, that kind of thinking has clearly recently been proven not to it really exist anymore. And that needs to be less of a concern for people going, well, we've got Pacific Island uh, nation. Who wants to watch that? Because everyone needs to see themselves on TV and, you know, all that stuff. I just I think um, I think it also comes with Disney's rep where. They have got history of choosing a culture and they Disney buy it. And not that that's a word, but they they put their own spin on it. And it's usually they take certain aspects, but aren't really true. Like even in something like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It's like, hang on, they in France? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my, I'll get onto it on the also's. One of the ones I considered, basically I didn't choose because of very much that. I think um, I saw in a with the producers of this they had the story and they just had to go away and really find out about the culture and spent years just really nailing it yes and it sounds like they achieved it i haven't heard much criticism of moana yeah and i think they did a really good thing of casting people who are of the heritage um that they of are uh, looking for so to, to the point of you can look at on the cast list the simple stuff that the main stars were able to reprise their roles in their uh, native language. Um, have you seen that Instagram video of The Rock? He's singing um, You're Welcome to his um, little girl. Yeah. And she's looking at him and like, you sound like mine. <laughs> she doesn't understand doesn't that. Doesn't get it. And then, the Rock is Maori. Yeah, and then he even goes, oh, do you, do you prefer me or uh, Maori? Oh, I'm Maori. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maui, yeah. <laughs> well, Good fun. that's the end of film. Do you have any honourable mentions? Or are you just going to mention everything? I mean, without mentioning everything, the one I was just referencing was Hercules. These, I, I think it's fun. I think there is a lot to love about it. Mainly the music, but my reason I, I dropped it... So I'm... I've, I said it once, say it again. I'm a bit of a nerd. So I'm a, I was, at the time, in, in, that, in that period of my life, I was a huge myth and legends nerd. The reason I kind of disliked Hercules when it came out and later liked it was because the story it was telling, the, the myths and legends it was telling about Hercules were nothing like the true myths and legends. It was such a westernised... It, it just... It just irritated me at the time as a 10 11 year old i was like no this isn't right so it, it's always a bit down but i rewatched this in the last uh, you sound like a very annoying kid yeah, I, I was um <laughs> just I, be like shut up and enjoy the songs yeah the songs are great um but oh but i think you find that hercules would not have seen that ghost ex exactly that's exactly what i'd like yeah fortunately for hercules it came out 97 and we've just been spoiled with aladdin beauty and the beast and then Lion King. But yeah, you're right. It's still a great film. Mm -hmm. Some that I thought we should mention just because they're normally up with this list. Um, I, I did um, put down Zootopia because that is a modern great film. That surprised me. I was expecting just a very average film there, but it really had me laughing. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, Zootopia is really good. I almost went for, well, I did have Beauty and the Beast, but because of 92 and it was a game changer with the animation yeah. where they started using computers and it just looks amazing and, and getting great the songs. The first animation to was, be nominated. 
best pitcher. Oh, of course. So yeah. it, it, it changed the game in many ways, um, Beauty and the Beast. Also got Jungle Book. Yeah, I thought. yeah, classic. It's such a great... Um, that is the first film I ever saw in the cinema as a baby. Oh, there you go. I wasn't born in 1967. No. Disney um, used to do the thing of releasing the films every seven years yeah. to get each generation of kids. Yeah, I remember, I remember that coming back. Um, other ones, where, where, Mary Poppins. Where do you sit with Mary Poppins? Um, it's fine. I don't think I idolise it as much. I like, the, I like my, my favourite bit was when they when they jump into the um, cartoon, and then yeah, that's that's about it. I, I which is amazing, like yeah, feat for the for when it came out. Yeah, it is. Um, Dick Van Dyke is great, but he's not also because of the cl- classic accent. Oh, I recognise that silhouette <laughs> anywhere. That's. Yeah. I was, I was mixing up. I almost went into Peter Pan. That's Peter flying, flapping pen. <laughs> I don't like Mary Poppins, though, as a person. She's really irritating. She's a bit too stern for you, is she? A bit too... Well, it's, yeah, she's sort of like, oh, I've got all this magic, but you shouldn't really be using it. <laughs> oh, you're fun. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, it's, it's fine. It, it, it does what it does. <laughs> there are some nice bits in it, but it's, it's not one that would... Um, hover high for me what's your take on like the classic big th- big four then so let's just gloss over those so snow white and the seven dwarves it's good it's again it's, it's problematic and i don't really enjoy watching it i do like i do like the song hi ho yeah yeah um i i agree with you on that I, and i will put the next two down as like this scary disney old disney so pinocchio Old and creepy I, yeah. and... Mm. All of those, they always seem to have like a sort of a 15 minutes where it just goes really crazy and weird. So like Dumbo's like that. Yeah, that's what I meant. They just remind me. I, I never felt that comfortable watching them when I was a kid. They always made me feel uncomfortable. And I, that's why I didn't really like them and don't really veer them like the 90s um, offerings. Yeah, they just go a bit psychedelic. Yeah, and talking of that, one of the one of the bits I think we've spoken about it before, but the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh and the oh yeah, Heffalumps yeah. and Woozles dream sequence that just comes out of nowhere. And again, this is this old school Disney where Disney just didn't care what happens to kids' minds. It's just shapes just changing and things moving and ugh, yeah. Freaky. <laughs> okay, so that's, I think, films done. I believe so. Well, let's do a link. And then on the other side, we'll do television shows. TV shows. <laughs> so what was your criteria for TV shows? Because <sighs> with Disney TV shows, there's, you can go anywhere with this. Really. I wasn't the most Disney TV kid Growing up, I think I, there were other things I preferred to watch than Disney. And I mean, I didn't have cable TV until uh, 99 or something. So I didn't really have the Disney Channel. So I was only... Yeah, but they had stuff on Terrestrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, catching, I was catching stuff on the Terrestrial, catching those things. So yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But also, I was a cartoon kid. So I barely watched anything that wasn't a cartoon most of the time. So I don't really have the lean-in or enjoyment of the hundreds of Disney live-action shows. Well, it doesn't have to be live-action. No, no, no. But do you know what I mean? Like, the, the... <laughs> I, I could list you loads of cartoons. In fact, my list is mainly cartoons. Well, good. So shows. is my list. I feel like I've picked like the same show three times, but just under a different title. But there you go. 
Oh, I, I reckon I can guess some of yours. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go on, then. What's your first? My first and one of my favourite, and it's still one of my all-time favourite cartoons of all time, and I am currently still watching it, and that is DuckTales. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, Knew you were going to yeah. go. The original DuckTales uh, started in 1987. Follows Scrooge McDuck, who is uncle or brother of Donald. And he used to dive into a big pool of gold coins. That was one of the images that people remember and see. Yeah. Scottish Scrooge McDuck and his three uh, grand nephews, Huey, Dewey and Louie. It's just a yeah, really good show. And the thing is, I think what makes it... Good. There's all, there was always quite good writing for for a show that was such a throwaway. Could have been sorry, such a throwaway show. Just you know, they they, they put a couple of their characters, do a few twists on it, and go. It was always well thought out, and the show was always had a had quite a good um, budget to it for for these kind of uh, fifteen minute, twelve to fifteen minute episodes. Like they get two episodes per half an hour of a show it was just interesting and decent writing it wasn't really pandering to kids and i i, I always really loved it you kind of as soon as you're sold on the theme tune <laughs> you're there for the ride and um ducktales had a great theme tune one of the greatest of my choices have great theme tunes and it is if you get that right i think you'll watch anything yeah the stuff that i watch now where i'm like oh this isn't actually that good i just like the theme tune yeah, but there is a really interesting history of DuckTales that's out there, and you can find it, um, an oral history. You can find it online, places in YouTube that really talk about it and actually show that there is a real complex history to how DuckTales became a thing, how it, trans it transcended um, what Disney were doing at the time. It made, its, it, it made its own little corner in Disney Studios, as it were, and then became a phenomenon. And it, this is all down to a few people behind the scenes who just really got on board with the idea of DuckTales, and then they put like their career on the line to get DuckTales made. And that thus why, particularly in the early seasons, pre-syndication, syndication normally quality drops off because they need to get so many different episodes out. But they, particularly the first few, first three seasons of DuckTales have such a high uh, production value and such a high interest mainly because of a few people who were going, no, this is actually a really good product and we really want to make it good. Um, yeah, seek that out if you want. But yeah, really interesting stuff about behind the scenes of DuckTales. So you could have had DuckTales with spin-offs as well. Like, um, what do you think of like the DuckTale universe? Uh, with um, Tailspin, that's kind of part of the same universe, yep. isn't it? With the... Yep. Um, <laughs> um, I don't... Darkwing Duck isn't though, isn't it? It's kind of the they same. They are. They are listed quiet. as part of the Ducktales universe, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and there are a few others that are associated with it. Also, um, you could have had Ducktales in um, comebacks because obviously it's been. I think it's more of a reboot now, and I think it came back in two thousand two thousand seventeen. Yes, and since I got uh, Disney Plus, I have been watching that. 
Um, and I really enjoy it. And Scrooge McDuck is now voiced by David Tennant. Oh. Yeah. All, uh, there's Kate Minucci. They've added a new character, um, a female duck in there. Um, Huey, Dewey and Louie are by three uh, decent comedians. Uh, ben Schwartz being one of the more famous ones of them. Um, it's, again, it's high um, quality. It's got really good jokes in it. It's got really good people. David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck. I mean, that's... Um, I keep um, I just keep imagining I'm a big fan. Kate coming in and seeing you watching DuckTales or Dragon Ball Z and you're just eating Frosties. <laughs> uh, take away the Frosties. Um, yeah, she, she, she's done that. Like, uh, I've been up on a night shift doing some work with DuckTales in the background. Kate's got up and seen it going, oh, watching your cartoons. I'm like, yes, I'm watching cartoons. <laughs> it's what I do. Good. <laughs> yeah, good choice. I can't argue with DuckTales. I had it down as my honourable mentions. Ah, ah, it's amazing. Okay, what's your first choice? My first choice contains my favourite Disney character. Mm. So I've gone for um, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. you did and guess what so did i you have as well yeah, of course oh, i did good. <laughs> i used to like the chippendale shorts of them winding up donald duck yeah they kind of got a bit lost a bit chippendale that disney sort of used them sporadically and then chippendale rescue rangers came out and it was like a proper detective series it was brilliant yep um great theme tune again great theme tune and for some reason i preferred dale to chip Oh, okay. Just his big red yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, you did. Yeah, it's, it's like you on TV at the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like I like Monterey Jack. and <laughs> Yeah. Monty. It's just a bit weird. I was like, nah, Chip's a bit too serious for me. <laughs> yeah, you like Monty Jack, who was Australian, wasn't Yeah. He? Can't argue with Chip and Dale. I don't, that didn't get remade, though, did it? That's... No, it hasn't yet, but I feel like it's, oh, it's got a remastered version um, on Disney+, Plus, <laughs> but that's just it tidied up its original but i wouldn't be surprised if it comes back and they get famous voices behind it it seems like from just the fallout of ducktales a reboot it feels like this is going on and if you read or hear about ducktales the original it seemed to ducktales then was able to be the paving way for chippendale rescue rangers and stuff so it, it yeah it so like it seems like for a new generation they could turn to Chip and Dale again and do Rescue Rangers, yeah. They are great. I, I like the, the two different types of adventure character that you get in Chip and Dale. So obviously you get one dressed up pretty much Indiana Jones. That's what you get. Yeah. And then you get the Hawaiian shirt sort of... He looks like Ace Ventura. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's a silly one the, the, and, the, and the smart one, but they are both still fairly competent in what they do. Um, and you talk about the vixen thing of robin hood and zootopia gadget also has a bit of a oh, following of that like you know you know blonde hair little you know so there's a little bit again furries not me furries going down go oh. so she's she's got a bit of a following there i'm looking at a picture of gadget now she looks a bit like my wife <laughs> 
there you go. You, see, um, Dale has uh, married Gadget in real life. There you go. Good. So that's your number two as well. So we're going straight to your number three. Yes. Now. I'm going to go for one that isn't exactly the same as, as our previous choices. And I'm going to go for um, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Gotta get up. Gotta get going. I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy. I love him because he's just Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. Looking for fun, chasing some honeybees. Pooh Bear, I know he's out there. Rumbly tumbly, climbing a honey tree. But never ends for us. We're so adventurous. Feast every now and again. And when we're alone and there's nobody Yes, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Winnie the Pooh has been one of my favourite childhood things. I think it's because he's um, the original A.A. Milne stories and the drawings and everything were my dad's favourite when he grew up. So he then, you know, showed us the books, read us the stories growing up as babies. So I grew up really liking Winnie the Pooh um, and Jim Cummings being the voice of Winnie the Pooh, even though he wasn't the original voice, but... He's one of those uh, Disney voices that you hear everywhere and you, you, you recognise it even though you don't recognise it because it's just a voice, but pretty much every Disney thing Jim Cummings is, but he's the, poo, hello, oh, think poo. You know, he's that. Not bad. Um, and Tigger was my favourite growing up um, characters of that as well. I, I'm a, a massive Tigger fan. Tigers are my favourite animals. Tigger is my favourite, one of my favourite cartoon characters. It's the, I guess it's the hyperness of Tigger, the bounciness of Tigger, and then, yeah, it's brilliant. I know a lot has been said about Winnie the Pooh, but yeah, they, they're all sort of a slightly different um, mental health issue, aren't they? Yeah, that has been, I was reading about that recently because everyone says that, oh, they're sort of based on, um, you know, you've got a bit of depression, you've got overeating, you've got anxiety, Eeyore. you've got ADHD, um, you've got depression. Yeah, Ooh. I think that is slightly miss uh, that that came afterwards. I don't think that was originally with it, but as I think people looked for it. Yeah, since, and there yeah. is there's a lot of darkness with um, Winnie the Pooh. To be fair, and if you watch Christopher Robin or um, those movies, it just shows that he Winnie the Pooh was created by A. A. Milne during a part of his life that was full of darkness and depression. So. The, the backstory to Winnie the Pooh has, you know, the creation of Winnie the Pooh has some darkness in it. So absolutely. Yeah, I like Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Okay, the next one I've gone for, because you've done, you've done your three now. Oh, so I've got two to go. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go for Recess. No, no, it, it, it's <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's good. It's it's great. It's it's fun. It's just, yeah, it wasn't one I watched regularly, so 
No, it's good. It's um, yeah, it's one of those cartoons which it's just funny and it really did create that sort of school um, atmosphere and really sort of portrayed it well with the sort of the bully sort of geek Randall and yeah, it's really good. I liked Recess. Oh, good. TJ was the main guy. Um, and it was popular. That became a film, Recess movie. Don't think I've watched that. No. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of these sort of cartoons at the time. That was very much me when I first got the Disney Channel. Be that'll be on at four mm-hmm. o'clock. Then you'd have Pepper Ann at half four. Then you'd have five o'clock Smart Guy. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of Smart Guy? Yeah, I. But these, these weirdly, these are things that I didn't really watch. No, if you haven't got, I it, think yeah. you might be on Nickelodeon. I, I was going to say I was just I was just googling some of the ones I did, and I was because I was just want to make sure that they're all Nickelodeon. And yeah, they were basically the Nickelodeon versions um, that I would watch. You know, Hey Arnold, and then you know Sabrina mm. and well, whatever. You know, I was going to talk about. One of my favourites, which did the um, crossover, and Disney bought it out, but Doug. Doug? Okay. So yeah, yeah. Doug was Nickelodeon, and Disney bought him, and it became the brand spanking new Doug. Oh, did he? Uh... Yeah, he sold out, Doug. <laughs> Cross paths. Can you think of any other transfers between Nickelodeon and Disney like that? That's mad, Yeah, isn't that it? is mad. Yeah, it's getting geeky. But yeah, Recess was a good one. It was solid. I think that's the word for it. It was solid. Yeah. Okay, and my third Go on, one, then. Yeah, I was going to go for Boy Meets World, but I feel that's been covered already in previous shows by um, our listener Joe and his guilty mm. pleasure. And it was a great program, Boy Meets World, and got a sequel with um, Girl Meets World. Um, but I'm going to go for a recent documentary, which we've talked about in Ooh. our hot list, and I'm going to go for the Imagineering story. Ah, yeah, okay, cool, 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 yeah. There's really no secret about our approach. We keep moving forward. We're always exploring and experimenting. We call it Imagineering. Walt set a standard early on with the Imagineers. There was a standard that surprised people. So they left thinking, wow, how did Disney do that? Which is a documentary about the building of Disneyland and all the parks and the worlds and Walt Disney and his vision. Um, Yeah, I sort of threw this on and thought this would just be a big propaganda of how great Disneyland is and how you must go. And it is a little little bit, bit, but it also um, slags off where it's gone wrong and how it currently is. And it's just amazing the story of like, like now it makes sense. You're like, oh yeah, of course, have a big theme park based on Disney, sell loads of merchandise Mm -hmm. and stuff. But at the time to put that much money into it and to build these animatronics, this is the sort of technology we're talking about to build these rides is just like, I hate the word, but state of the art. (laughs) State of the art, absolutely. And they put so much time into the animatronics and the speaking um, creatures and the little things. The the rides were almost secondary to building this life out through these robotic creatures. It's it's fantastic. I I watched it on your recommendation and I found it really fascinating. Uh, Yeah, it also just brought back all these memories of being lucky enough to go to Disneyland and I sort of became obsessed with the idea of it and then like... I find even now that I look at other theme parks and like, no, you've got to create a world. You've got to have music playing. You've got to have visuals everywhere. You can't just have basically tarmac everywhere. Then there's a ride, there's a ride, there's a ride. You need to create, you've got to feel like you're entering something, which is what Disneyland does. And what Disney generally does is 
creates a world to enter, yeah. a magical place. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a phenom it, it's it's a phenomenon, uh, Disney World and Disneyland's and different versions of that. It, while you could look at it really cynically on a on the capitalist side, you you briefly said on it, but it just drains that all away from you when you're there. It takes all that cynicism of oh, this is because you know. Walt Disney are running the world and are one of the six biggest companies in the world, you know, all that stuff. And you just think, no, this is just a place of fun. This reminds you when you're a kid and you don't care about the economy of the world and stuff like that. And you can just enjoy some of the more, some of these magical things. Yeah, very well said. <laughs> Did you have any other honourable mentions? Well, my last one before I, before I remembered I wanted to talk about Winnie the Pooh and, and how much that was, was Tailspin. So, and that's why when I said at the start... Oh. The three that I would have chosen, DuckTales, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Tailspin, are basically the same three programs, just with different cast. <laughs> and uh, the, my favourite thing, the thing I just want to point out, I always remember, is the the sky surfing thing he used to do in Tailspin, where they used to go up on the plane, and he used to throw out his little board, and it's like a skateboard, but for the sky. And that's the bit I remember about it. And I just think, there was part of me as a kid thinking, that is such a cool way of getting around, even though it it's quite ludicrous. It is ludicrous, but as yeah. a kid, it was like, that is the coolest thing in the world. He's surfing <laughs> the sky. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th I feel like um, in the same theme, what's really missed out is Goof Troop. Goof Troop, yeah. That. <sighs> because that was, it was weird for Goofy to suddenly get a sort of more serious yes. role. <laughs> what? It's a bit like Jim Carrey doing like Truman Show. It's like, we, right, Goofy, we've got something for you, but we want to rein you back slightly. We want you to be the fart, the dad yeah. in this. Like, yeah, you're going to have your moments. A, a few but, pratfuls, but... Yeah, but mainly we want you to sort of be the, <laughs> the anchor of the show. Almost like home improvement. Hey, and underrated, the Goofy movie and the Goofy sequel, both were, what I remember at the time, quite good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, well, that's television done. Wow. And after this little link, we're going to do music. Music. Okay, now we're looking at Disney songs, Disney which is constantly played in my house at the moment. Um, one criteria I have done with this, which I don't know why, but it just made things easy for me, is I've, the three songs I've gone for are not in the three films that I've chosen for um, the best Disney films because I feel like I've covered them. Okay, uh, you have not. I, well, well, actually, no, I haven't. T two, two songs uh, I've picked, I've mentioned in my previous picks. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, shall I start? Yes, please, start. Okay, we talked about this film earlier and, yeah, I've gone for Zero to Hero from Hercules. Um, this is the first time this has ever happened. Um, so have I. Oh, we've got, we've got a triple <laughs> we've got match, a triple in, match in each category. And this is the very first time we've matched in songs. Yeah. Oh, as well. And also it's a song that isn't, I would say, your, 
your go-to song. It's a little bit... We loosely mentioned it when we were doing our also, uh, almost halves with Hercules, but the music in Hercules is so far above the movie itself, it elevates it so much. And it's quite a risk. They went for this completely non-Disney music. So you, you get the idea of the Disney music. Usually um, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, um, even Aladdin have these big swelling songs and all that. And then you get Hercules and it's gospel soul with like mm. like jazzy kind of, you know, R&B kind of music. Yeah, it's great. I love Zero Tira. I even like the, um, the ballad in there, but... Yeah, I, I, I did the same thing. I, for music, for soundtrack and music, it definitely makes top top three. It is phenomenal. And that kind of Zero to Hero is such a good song. Good. Well, what's your um, number two? Well, I'll go with the obvious one uh, that I've already mentioned. And you spoke about it. I don't think we can say any more about it. I'm just going to say it. You're welcome. Open your eyes, let's begin. Yes, it's really me, it's Maui, breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demigod. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? When you were waddling, yay, hide this guy. Yeah, that made my honourable mentions because it's a great song. Great but little I... song, great little rappy bit in the middle. Do you know the rap off by heart? I, I don't, actually. I did, I, did, I did start listening to it and thought, could I remember this for the podcast? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put it out. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> Again, it just shows why The Rock is the number one actor in the world right now. Honestly, I could go on and on, on. I could explain every natural phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> you, you thought about doing it then you backed out I did I, it's The Rock he sings he, he doesn't have the, the best voice in a Disney movie of all time clearly but he does play does do this song really well and does do a lot of justice and it's very fun yep good modern choice my number two is one of the soppy ones and I guess it's a bit of a guilty pleasure but I've gone for Kiss the Girl and Little Mermaid now's your moment Floating in a blue lagoon Boy, you better do it soon No time will be better She don't say a word And she won't say a word Until you kiss the girl la 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 don't be scared You got the mood prepared Go on and kiss the girl it's one of, again it's sort of more of a b-side it's not as big as um lion sleeps tonight or um tell as old as time yeah. or a whole new world but i'll tell you what i think i love about this song the most i love sebastian the crab i could have gone for under the sea but under that's been played that's been played so much, I kind of just don't have a relationship with anymore. Okay. Where this one, Kiss the Girl, it's still got that cool sort of Caribbean sound. And then, but it's got the backing singers of that. Yeah, it's not one I expected, but Sebastian, in all honesty, I think Sebastian and perhaps Ursula are the things that I remember from Little Mermaid. It's not one of my favourite movies from this. Uh... No, the actual film's really 
It, it doesn't work for me, but Sebastian the Crab and Ursula the Sea Witch are two things that sort of stand out, and you go, hey, you know, that, that keeps it, it gives it a little bit extra. So far, we've gone for the sort of the ninety songs, apart from "You're Welcome," where um, it, it kind of. Do you remember when you used to get like the R and B versions, where it was like a lot of warbling? It was always like, "Tell us all this time," and then they'd be like. Beauty, you can sing. Do you remember those versions? Like yeah. when it isn't the from the films, it was like the yeah the proper sort of sounds like boys to men. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sort of that that kind of versions. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember those things. Whoa. Yeah. So what is your third one? Now, it is a tough one because this was first on the list from the start and now I feel like I want to change it because we've spoken about it a lot. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll go with my third choice. You go with your third. You have a little thing. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought, what is Disney? And it's a bit simple, but I have gone for When You Wish Upon A Star from Dumbo. Which... When you wish upon a star Makes no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come to you. More or less, it's the Disney theme tune. And yeah. I thought, is that too on the nose? But I thought, it, it it's, is what Disney is, and it's just pure magic. And as a song, it's just, it does just take you to Disneyland. And it's just the way it's sung. It's so almost quite fragile. Yeah. Because it's not actually the theme used for the intro to Disney. Like, it, it has... Um, bits of it, it has little motives of it but it's slightly different yeah when you said that i i instantly thought oh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't do it's a small world because <laughs> oh i hate that song so have you now thought of your third one? Oh, i'm just gonna go for it i'm gonna go for what i was originally gonna say and then i don't have to bring it up again in any other future podcasts and i'm going for ducktales It's like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Yeah, um, I mentioned, I loosely mentioned it in Guilty Pleasures. Yeah, it's, it's a song that I've listened to, the extended version, so it's not just the theme version. There's For the release of the 2017 remake, there was a remake of the song by Felicia Barton, who was an um, American Eye winner or runner-up. Was she one with that song? No, but she did the song for the um, 2017. This song... As I said in Guilty Pleasures, I've had in my uh, playlist for a while the extended version, and every time it comes on when it's when it's on shuffle, I get the biggest smile on my face walking down the street or sitting on the train if I've been going into work or whatever, and I'm just like, woohoo! Ah, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just one of the songs that will just 
instantly get me happy and give me a smile on my face. And there's a nice That's little fun big. fact about this. When Felicia Barton was offered to sing the song and was in recording the song, she was asked or told by the director to sing it like you can't believe you're singing the song. And you can really hear that. It's that kind of like, I can't believe I'm here. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Yeah, it's great. You love I it. I do, yeah, I do. It's, yeah, it's made your top three, but of all Disney, <laughs> of all songs, Disney ever, songs ever, like I say, it's a good, it's a good theme tune. Good. I can listen um, to it. Hey, top three. Top three. <laughs> if that doesn't, if that doesn't, um, if that doesn't sum me up as a person more than probably anything else we've said so far on this podcast, then I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we should. Honourable mentions, obviously, Frozen, Let It Go. Yes, that was actually very close to being on my list. I think it gets, because of... Sucktails did it for you. (laughs) Because I think the overplayedness of it, because of the people our age with kids who are I'm just hearing Let It Go all the time. It gets easily put down. It's it's quickly becoming like I said about A Whole New World overdone. But actually, it's a very good song. It's it's. It's got good power. It's interesting to listen to. Uh, Adina Mazel has some pipes on her. It's brilliant. So I, I would I'd give it that. I think a lot of Disney songs suffer from the overplayed and they probably should be in our lists, but we just are bored of them now. Yeah, um, I thought you would pick, because I feel like these two are two of your favourites, was One Jump Ahead, Aladdin. Yeah, like that. And Just Can't Wait to Be King, Lion King. These two. Yeah, it's like... Um, I've sort of turned on Hakuna Matata. I've, I'm almost don't like it now. Yeah, okay. I, I, it again, another one that gets played a lot. When we started with um, the Lion King, the Nah Singing Ma bit will always yeah. be the circle of life. <laughs> it's always great. Whenever that you just hear <laughs> that, first, those first those notes of that yeah. person singing and. Brilliant. All of the music in Lion King, even the Right, let's do this quick then. So for films I had Lion King, Aladdin, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And you I had... had Lion King, Robin Hood, and Moana. So that's Lion King. That's Lion King. Easy. Next. Done. TV <laughs> shows. I had Chippendale, Recess, and The Imagineering Story. You and had... DuckTales, Chippendale, and Winnie the Pooh. Chippendale, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> and for songs... We had Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero. Kiss the Girl and When You Wish Upon a Star. And you had... You're Welcome and the DuckTales theme tune. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird to think Zero to Hero's won that, but it has because it's a match. And it is... Hey, it's, it's so underrated and it's so left of centre from the, your traditional Disney songs. I'm glad that's actually come out on top because it, it's brilliant. And it doesn't sound like a Disney song. It... Sounds like something else. Sounds cooler. It's too cool for a Disney song. Oh, good. Well, I'm sure if anyone is listening, then please get in touch and tell us what your favourite Disney things are. Because I'm sure you've got some more variety. Absolutely. I'm sure everyone has something that is 
their favorite. Every Disney product has a favorite somewhere. Um, and yeah, tell us about it. Maybe we should just ask Disney again if they're interested in any sponsorship or anything like that. Yeah, we, we, we'll promote Disney Plus for them if, if they need, which we kind of have in this entire... <laughs> uh, yeah, this was not supposed to be a promotion. This is not sponsored by Disney, but... So. Good. Well, should we just play a song that's not as good as the Darkwing DuckTales theme tune? Darkwing DuckTales theme tune. I'd like to hear that. It's like a mashup. But no, let's play a theme tune that is nowhere near as good as a Disney theme tune or DuckTales theme tune or any of the other Disney music we've spoken about. But it is our favourite theme tune for this podcast. Different songs to cater your mood. A certain film for how you're feeling. What TV shows to suit your attitude? Situation change. What you find appealing? So we got together and made a podcast. Making a list of different things. And it's called. A playlist for everything. A playlist for everything. A playlist for everything. Playlist for every move.